said unto him go thy way for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel but I will show him how great things he must suffer for my sake amen we're staying with this series, and this morning, I want to use this for a subject I want to talk about. That was then. This is now. That, <clears throat> that was then. This is now. A genuine saving encounter with Jesus will change your life forever. I'm already preaching. A genuine encounter with Jesus will change your life forever. As a matter of fact, 
the truest sign that a person has really had that saving encounter with Jesus is a change in their life. Are y'all hearing me? A change in the way they talk. A change in their conversation. A change in their temperament. A change in their lifestyle. A change in their motives. I'm talking about a real encounter with Jesus. Used to hear it, people don't talk like that no more, but used to hear people say things I used to do. <laughs> I don't do no more. Things I used to say, I don't say anymore. Places I used to go, I don't go in, I don't go anymore. The bottom line is this a true encounter with the saving power of Jesus will bring about a total change in your life. Can I have a witness here? Any change, folks, in the house? How, how many of you still have people in your life to this day who still can't believe you changed? <laughs> how many? How, how many of you still have folk in your life that really just can't get their head around the fact that you are no longer the same? Folk who even after all these years can't get over the shock that you're really not the same anymore. And the truth, my brothers and sisters, the truth is some of them live from day to day thinking that sooner or later, if they watch you long enough, y'all ain't hearing me, they live from day to day just believing if they watch you long enough, Sooner or later, you're going to turn back to what you used to be. To what you used to be and act, you act like you used to act. They, they are looking for that. And the message that you have to give them is a message that is taught in the text. That was then. <laughs> this is now. Y'all ain't hearing me. Come now, come now. Let, let's get back to our story. We see this working in the life of the Apostle Paul. Our last message, our, our last message left him laying on the ground, blind. Are y'all hearing me? You remember that? When we left him last time, he was laying on the ground, blind, saying, Lord, what would you have me to do? If you remember, if you remember Saul, Saul as he was known among the Jews, he, he, he was greatly feared by the church. And the word was already out that he was on his way with the authority to wreak havoc or to wreak havoc in the life of anybody he found in the church. You really think about it, you really think about it, even before he met Jesus. And you really just think about this whole story. Even before he met Jesus, God was already using him. Even as a persecutor, God was using him to spread the gospel throughout the region. Folk were running because of him. They were spreading the gospel everywhere because of him, even before God turned him around. 
just in the way of review, just to, let's go back and review just a little bit. If you remember, chapter 8 starts with Saul's approval of the stoning of Stephen. And verse 3 says, he, he went forth working havoc, went havoc in the church, going from house to house, dragging out Christians and putting them in prison. And chapter 9 starts, <clears throat> Paul is still on his mission to destroy the church. And it says he was breathing threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. That merely means that his whole life, his whole life at that time was dedicated to destroying the church. Even went to the high priest to get written orders so that he could go down to Damascus and if he found anybody walking in the way of Christ, he had a letter that said he could drag them bound to Jerusalem, put them in prison. But you will remember something happened. Y'all remember that? On his way down to Damascus, something happened while he was on his way to carry out this demonish plot. He, he was on his way down to Damascus. The Bible says a light shone from heaven all around about him. You remember? He fell to the earth and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Not, not, I'm reviewing right now. Not, not why are you messing with my people, but why are you persecuting me? Are y'all hearing me? You remember I reminded us that, that you have to mind how you deal with church folk. You have to mind how you deal with the church. The church is the body of Christ. And while you may think you're just criticizing some backward and wayward folk, you might find yourself attacking the body of Christ. Why persecuted thou me? Oh, we don't sing it anymore. We don't sing it anymore. But we used to sing a song around the church to say, you better mind. Anybody remember that? You better, you better mind, you better mind how you deal. You better mind, you got to give an account at the judgment. You, you better mind. You, you, you'll remember now that when we left off, verse 6, we left him laying on the ground. We left him laying there trembling and astonished. Saying, Lord, what would thou have me to do? Look at him yielding to the Lord right there on the spot. Lord, what would thou have me to do? The men who were with him, they were speechless. They, they knew something took place. They, they even heard voices. They saw the light shining, but they didn't have a clue what had just happened. 
They experienced it. Let me just hop off here a minute and show you something. They experienced it. They saw the light. They even fell on the ground. Are y'all hearing me? But the only one that got changed that day. Y'all ain't hearing me. See, I, I don't really get all worked up when folk come telling me, yeah, you know, I went to that meeting and that, that preacher, he hit me and I just went out. Everybody on my row fell out. Well, that's all right. But how many of y'all got saved? Yeah. Who, who, who saw the Lord that night? Who, whose life was turned around? Y'all ain't hearing me. Lord, what would thou have me do? These men saw everything he saw, but didn't hadn't have a clue what was going on. But then they carried him. He was blind, couldn't see. Carried him on into Damascus. Let me show you something about how God works. Show you something about how God works. In verse 10, God comes to a man by the name of Ananias. And let me just throw this in. Let me just throw this in. Ain't going to cost you nothing. Ananias was not a prophet. He was not a priest. He was not a king. The Bible merely refers to him as a disciple. Just regular church folk. He was a learner. He wasn't anybody special. He didn't have no special thing going on. He was just a disciple. And my point is, my point right there is, God uses ordinary folk. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, sometimes we spend all of our lives and all of our time trying to rise up and be somebody. No, God is looking for regular folk. God will use you right where you are if you're yielded to him. But God came to Ananias in a vision and says, go down the straight street and ask for Saul of Tarshish. And then he threw this in. He's praying now. <laughs> He's praying now. Go, go down and, and ask for him. Matter of fact, I got him on the other line. He's talking to me right now. <laughs> He's praying. <laughs> He's praying. Now, that, there's a message in there somewhere. You, you go talk to him. If you got any hesitation, all you need to know is that he's praying. He's praying now. Yeah, he's praying. He's praying. Life, life brothers and sisters, will move you beyond saying a prayer to praying a prayer. Let, let that sink. Life will move you beyond saying a prayer to praying a prayer. Mom and daddy taught you how to say a prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my... Now that's good. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's saying a prayer. God is great. God is good. And we thank him for nothing wrong with that. They have taught you yeah, to say a prayer. But life, 
will teach you how to pray. I wonder if I got a witness in my head. Life will move you beyond now I lay me. Y'all ain't hearing me, huh? I remember that prayer mom and daddy taught, but I remember standing over my brother's bed. And I didn't say, now nah, I lay me down to sleep. I said, Lord, if it's your will. Y'all ain't hear me. I, I want you to let him live, but if it's your will that he doesn't stay here, Lord, take him on home with you. That's, that's, what life, that's the kind of prayer. Life. Y'all ain't hearing me. Life will teach you to pray. It says, uh, God has says, I, 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 I want you, verse 12, it says that God also, now he's already talked to Ananias. Verse 12 says that God has also said to Saul that a man named Ananias is coming to see you. Y'all hear me? He told Ananias to go, told Saul that a man named Ananias are y'all hearing me? God gives the same vision to both. He gives the same. And I, I can respect a God like that. Are y'all hearing me? I, I can respect God sending you to me. But if I'm a yielded vessel, at least he ought to prepare me. <laughs> Are y'all here? Yeah, yeah. I can respect God coming to you and telling you what to tell me, but he ought to at least let me know you coming. Some of y'all remember my, my Aunt Maddie. My Aunt Maddie, we used to, we used to go with her to the laundromat. She'd be washing, and one night she was washing, and she had a bedspread, beautiful bedspread. She was washing her bedspread, and this lady came over to her, and said to her, the Lord told me that you were going to give me that bedspread. <laughs> Y'all remember Maddie? <laughs> Maddie said, well, as soon as he tell me, you'll have it. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, it's a two. Are y'all hearing me? Not only did he talk to Ananias, talk to Saul. But here we come to the text. Ananias has been given orders to go to Saul. In verse 13, he's somewhat rebelling against that. He's got a problem with what God is asking him to do. And his problem is that I've heard so many things about this Saul. I've heard about this Saul fella. I, I, how, how much evil he has done to the saints in Jerusalem. I've heard about him. Somebody already told me I heard about this Saul fella. He even knew that, that yeah, he even yeah, told him, he said, that. matter of fact, I heard that, that he's been authorized by the high priest. To bind all of the followers of Christ. I, I, I found, I, I, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard. But, but while Ananias is recanting all these bad things about Saul's past. While he's bringing up 
all the trouble and everything that he's done in the past. God cuts him off. Look at verse 15. But go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel to bear my name before the Gentiles. Are y'all hearing me? Do you see it? Do you see it? Ananias was talking about what he was. Y'all ain't hearing me. Ananias was talking about what he used to be. The Lord is talking about what he is right now. Anybody want to shout, that's a good place. Yeah, somebody want to talk about what you used to be. Thank God the Lord wants to talk about where you are right now. And brothers and sisters, here's where I want to hop off and teach for a minute. Because all of our stories, everybody in here, all of our stories boil down to a comparison of then and now. Well, I know all, all you want to talk about is now. <laughs> but but, but, but let, let, let's don't deceive ourselves. There is a then. Are y'all hearing me? I, I know we don't want to talk about it. We, 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 we try to act like it never happened. But if there is a now, there's got to be a then. And what's important to every child of God is not then, but now. And in case you don't already know it, there are those, especially in your past, who can never get beyond your then. I'm trying to help somebody. There are some folk in your past that can never get beyond your then. As a matter of fact, their favorite conversation, whenever you get around them, they don't ever want to talk about where you, where you are now. I'm trying to help you out. You, you see, I'm telling the truth. They don't want to ever talk about, yeah, you're a member of Salem Church that you're working in. They don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about then. But you got to learn from this story how to tell them that that was then. <laughs> and this is now. The reason why you can do that, the reason why you can do that is because something happened between then and now. About as hard as I'm on preach right here. The reason why, only reason you can, you can shout about it, the only reason why you got a testimony is because something happened. Between then, I wonder if I got one witness in the house. Something happened between then and now. The reason why Saul was now safe from Ananias to approach, the reason why he was Saul, he was safe now for Ananias to come up to him. The reason why Ananias didn't have to worry is because something happened between then. And now, between then and now, Saul had a life-changing encounter. Y'all hear me? Between then 
And now Saul had a life-changing encounter with Jesus. Brothers and sisters, when you've had that encounter, anybody had that encounter? (laughs) When you've had that encounter, you can tell folk, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, and they, when they come upon, yeah, when, when you had that encounter, you can tell them, yes, you're right. I was a mess. Are y'all hearing me? Tell them, yeah, you're right. I was way out there. I was mean and I was hateful. I was strung out on drugs. I, I was the life of the party, but that was then. <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me. That was then. This is now. And brothers and sisters, that's your testimony. That's your testimony. That's your testimony. And it only becomes problematic. It only, you've got a testimony, but it only becomes problematic when folk can't see the difference between then and now. Don't hush now. Don't hush now. It only becomes problematic when folk can't see the difference between then and now. See, if folks still see you now just like they saw you before you met Jesus, something ain't adding up. Are y'all hearing me? When Ananias got to Straight Street. When I went on down Straight Street where Paul was, Paul was not breathing out threats like he thought he was. When he found him, he yeah, he found him, he 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 wasn't he wasn't he he wasn't he wasn't trying to bind folk and drag them to Jerusalem like he thought he was. When he found him there in that room, blind, hadn't eaten for three days, he was a yielded vessel waiting to receive instructions from God. There was a clear distinction between then and now. There was a clear distinction between what he used to be and what he was when he found them there on Straight Street. And let me just go ahead. I'm on my way to a close. Let me go ahead and close by telling everybody here today that your past is not an obstacle to your future in the Lord's work. Let me just help you. Your, your past is not an obstacle to the Lord, to your future in the Lord's work. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, there are only three places that I know of where your record of your past can still be carried. Only three places that I, I know of where your past seems to really matter. If you allow it, the record of your past can be carried around in your mind. If you allow it. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know that that's happening when you keep bringing it up. Are y'all hearing me? Sometimes we are our own worst enemy. We, we keep talking about where we, are y'all hearing me? We keep bringing it up. 
Or if you ain't giving a testimony, you need to shut up about it. Carry those things in your mind. Second place, your record, can, it, it, it's always be carried, and it's always carried by those who knew you then. They ain't going to ever forget it. Every chance they get, they're going to bring it up. So there it is. It can get stuck in your mind. That crowd that used to run out there with, they ain't going to ever forget it. But then the other place, Satan, always carries a record of your past. And he'll never miss an opportunity to throw it up in your face. But the good news today, the good news today is that God has completely disposed of my past. Somebody ought to shout. God has completely disposed of my past. Prophet Michael says it like this. He says, I will cast your sins in the depths of the sea. Hebrews 8 says, he will remember my sins no more. So that my past has no effect on what he wants me to do right now. Somebody ought to shout. You see, my brothers and my sisters, uh, the good news is God still has plans for my life in spite of what I used to be. God still has plans for your life in spite of your past. Oh, yes, my brothers and my sisters, you've got friends who can never get past what you used to be. The devil will never let go of what you used to be. But my brothers and sisters, I come to tell you, if you can put your past in the past. I wonder if I got a witness that God will use you to his glory. Look at Saul here. He went on spreading the gospel all over the world. Spreading the gospel to Gentiles throughout the entire region. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, uh, if we can just beget, get beyond then, God wants to use you now. Let me say it one more time. If you can just get beyond then, God wants to use you now. And if you want to have somebody to witness, I am a living testimony. I'm a living testimony as to what God can do if uh, you can get beyond then and move on into now. I am a living testimony because I was lost, but then I was found. Y'all ain't hearing me. I was blind, then I see. I was sinking deep in sin. I was shackled by a heavy burden. Then the hand of Jesus touched me. And now, yes, I am no longer 
the same. I wonder if I got a witness in the house here. They can say, he touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that filled my heart. Something happened. And now I know he touched me. He touched me. And he made me whole. He touched me with his nail-scarred hand. He touched me, the hand with a hole in it. He touched me, and right now, he made me whole. My mind goes back here to another story in John 9. There was a blind man. Everybody wondered what happened to you. But I remember that man saying, yeah. I was blind, but the good news, I was blind, but now I see, I'm glad, I'm glad that I ain't what I used to be, I'm glad that God stepped in, turned my life around, planted my feet on solid ground, yes, yes. I'm glad that he washed me in his blood. That blood that flowed down from Calvary's cross. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never me. I'm glad that he laid in a grave just for me. But I'm glad that early Sunday morning he got up. Yes! Got up with all power in his Brothers and sisters, we, we've got to learn how to make that distinction between then and now. Oh, oh, I've had a then, but I thank God for now. Thank God for who he is and what he's doing in my life now. And I'm here to announce to you today. I'm here to announce to you today, whoever you are, in the sound of my voice, what is important to him is now. What's important to him is now. All of us have a then. But right now, you have the authority. You have the power to change it all just by making a move now. I once was lost. Now I'm found. Blind. But now I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now I know 
floods my soul something something happened and now I know he touched me That's a shackle by a heavy burden beneath the load of guilt and shame. Then the hand of Jesus, he touched me. Anybody got their testimony, but now I'm no longer the same since I met the blessed Savior, since he cleansed and made me whole. Said I will never, ever assume. I'll shout it until eternity, eternity rolls. He touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my, my soul, something, it happened. Now this 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 is your invitation. This is the Lord's invitation to you to understand that you don't have to worry about what happened back then. That our God is a God who can save you from then right now. So if there's one 
more in the house who want to give your life to Jesus, this is your opportunity. Bible simply says, believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. Come on, somebody. All right, all right. And give your life to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, give your life to him. Oh, come on, come on. If you're with us in the sanctuary, with us virtually, you can give your life to him right now. Come on, come on. He, he touched me. He touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something it happened and now, now I know the Lord he touched me and he made me oh, you may be seated I know we're in a solid and contemplative place right now. But the truth of the matter is, when I think about the things that the Lord has done for me, when I think about the things that I've done, <laughs> the things that I've thought, the things that I've wanted to do, Anybody here that can thank God that he changed me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change has come over me. Songwriter said a wonderful change. Anybody in the house that had that wonderful change? I know we don't get it right every day, but I am changed. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for touching me. The truth of the matter is, I didn't deserve his touch. That if I got what I deserved, I wouldn't be standing right now. And the truth of the matter is, too, if you got what you deserve, <laughs> you wouldn't be sitting right there now. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the word of God. That was then. But this is now. Praise God again for preaching of the gospel. Our pastor. Just a few notes uh, before we move into our benediction just want to thank God uh, for all of the continued prayers for those in our family who have dealt with bereavement and death but also those who are praying continually for those in our family to deal with sickness and with distress in life and we want to thank you for all that you have done I want to thank 
the entire church family and all brothers and sisters who give cheerfully and liberally to the Salem Church. Uh, thank you for your stewardship and thank you for your continued blessings of God uh, to building his kingdom through the local house of prayer. Amen. 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 I want to thank uh, you for continually keeping us safe. Those who uh, join us Sunday by Sunday in worship in the sanctuary. Uh, we ask that as you leave this morning, those to my left and your right, if you will leave out the double doors and those to my right, your left, leave out the single door here, single file. And to keep yourself safe, we ask that you would fellowship on the outside. Amen. 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 Our, we have our child and our youth of the month. Amen. Somebody give God praise for our child and youth of the month. Uh, our youth of the month is Madison Randolph. Amen. Give Madison. Amen. Deanna Burton's her mother. And then our child of the month is Cameron Ford. Amen. Cameron Ford. Give Cameron Ford, amen. Cameron Ford is an offspring of one of my childhood friends. And man, it looked like uh, that was him a couple years ago. <laughs> Thank God for Cameron. I want to give a shout out if I can. Uh, my, one of my goddaughters, Samira, today is her birthday. Amen, Samira. So if you are watching, darling, happy birthday. Amen for Samira. We had the opportunity to baptize Samira earlier in the calendar year. I want to thank God for her coming to Christ, but thank God for her birthday today. Um, have a few announcements, Pastor. While he's looking for that, let me just share this, and this is just so important to me. Uh, I, I wanted to do this myself. First of all, uh, let me let me uh, introduce uh, Nabila Islam, who's worshiping with us this morning. Won't you stand wherever you are? Amen. God bless you. So good to have you here. Uh, Nabila, she is running for state senate, state senate district seven. She's running for State District uh, 7. We're so happy to have you come and to share with us today, to be in the house with her today, us, us today. Amen. You all just remember that name. You won't have any trouble remembering that name. Remember that name. We thank God. I've listened uh, to her, and I've been listening to all that she says, and I'm, I'm loving what I'm hearing. And uh, that leads me to what I'm, what I'm saying next. <laughs> what I'm saying next. Thank you so much. What I'm saying next is that I need every member of this church to get it in your head right now that you will go to the polls and that you will vote. I need every member of this church, every member. I don't want to hear none of that nonsense about it. I ain't going to do nothing, no how. It ain't going to do no good. You get yourself up. <laughs> And get on to the polls and vote. 
If you're not going to vote, stop complaining about stuff. If you're not going to vote, stop. I'm not, see, I'm, listen, I'm not even telling you at this point. You meet me out in the parking lot and I'll tell you who to vote for. But if you think, if you think that they are not those who will turn this whole thing around, you are out of your mind. I never thought, I never thought, I'm almost 72 years old, I never thought that I'd see this day again. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is real. It's real. There are those that will try. Now, they can't do it. But there are those that will try to turn the clock back. There are those who, if they could, would take, put, put all of us back out there in the field. If they could. They can't. But if they could, they would. And if we sit at home and don't vote if we sit at home and don't 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 take care of ourselves then they'll begin little by little taking away taking away what little rights we have fought for so i i want to make sure and you're going to hear this every sunday every sunday up until then i need every member of this church registered and voting uh now the last day uh, October 10th is the last day to register to vote online. October 11th is the last day to register by mail or in person. That's the last day to register. So 10th and 11th, those two words. If you haven't already registered you, by the 10th or the 11th, or, or by the, at least by the 11th, you need to make sure that you are registered to vote. Now, let me say this. If you already register to vote, you call and check. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. They're dropping people from the rolls. They're dropping folk. They're taking folks' names off. And you won't know it until you show up at the polls to vote. So you call now. You just call, get online, or however you have to do it. Go down there and check to make sure that your name is still on the voting rolls. Okay? October 28th is the last day to request an absentee ballot. On October the 17th, you can begin early voting. Get all these dates down. If you don't, go back and look at the tape. Get these dates. You can begin early voting on October 17th. November 8th is election day. November 8th is election day. I need to know, I, need to, I just need to rest assured that every member of this church is registered and, that, and will be voting on that day. Right? I, I'm not going to even tell you who to vote for in here. Meet me in the parking lot, I'll tell you exactly who to vote for. But it is so important, it is so important that we all take this thing seriously. seems that everybody's taking it more seriously than we're taking it. We must go to the polls and 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 vote. And I'm I'm in prayer right now because I'm just really thinking about making some challenges because I have noticed Matthew 25 that talks about I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty and you didn't give me a drink. I was sick and you didn't. Every one of those things 
our government has tied our hands from doing. I was a stranger and you took me out in every one of those things. Our government has taken away and moving to move every one of those things away. That's biblical. And for the church to stand by and let them do it. The last one that was on there that they had not done was I was thirsty. <laughs> and you didn't give me anything. And John Brown, now they're trying to take that. At some point, we've got to take a stand. At some point, we've got to stand for what is right. So that's, that, that's all I got to say about that. One more thing in reference to our voting, we uh, at the end of worship today, our own Sister Veronica Crawford and others will be registering those and giving information about the registration. For those going out the single door, she'll be right outside that. For those going out the double door, uh, if you need information, just double around and go see Sister Crawford and others. Amen? Amen. 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 If you will, stand to your feet. God be with you. Till we meet again. May God, God be with you. unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God in Jesus Christ be glory be majesty be dominion and authority and may it be both now, henceforth, and forevermore, and the people of God said, Amen, Amen, There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. 
by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.